Welcome to the Lazy People Podcast, the podcast about all things technology and people and technology in Belgium, of course, from outside of Belgium. My name is Errol Baikal, and I'm here with my co-host, Metzian. Today with us, we have uh, Kenny van Hoyland, a DevOps engineer. Uh, who thinks that DevOps is not a job title or a specific role. Did I get that correct, Kenny? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so tell me why uh, DevOps is not a job title or a specific role. Um, wait, 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 can I even say Kenny is a uh, DevOps engineer or is even that wrong? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Okay, so let's have it. What is DevOps and why shouldn't we say DevOps is not a job title or a specific role? Uh, DevOps is uh, about uh, people, processes, and uh, of course tools. Um, but in uh, Belgium, where we work, um, it's uh, more of a job title to a lot of companies. Um, they think of DevOps as um, like for the most companies, it's more like infrastructure automation. Um, yeah. Okay. So wait. Uh, let me let me get you straight there, because uh, you said um, a lot of companies think that DevOps is a uh, is automation. It's uh, it's 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 uh, somebody who automates things, but to you, it's not. To you, DevOps is about people, yeah. processes, and tools. So it's more like yes. a uh, a mindset or a or a framework or uh, a way of thinking. Yeah, it's a way of thinking, a way of working. Um, it's about not being a jerk <laughs> and um, okay. be open. Be open to to other people's opinions. Um, be helpful to other people, and and to reach a common goal and that's to deliver value for customers. Wait, wait, that's are we, are we talking important. about, is this about IT <laughs> or is this like, you're yeah. just being like your philosophy is, you know, you need to help people, but what does this have to do with, uh, okay. So this is DevOps, um, helping people reach the goal of, uh, creating value for the customer. But, uh, how does this fit in, in practice in, 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 in the real world of IT? Well, in um, traditional environments, you have some walls between different teams. So have, you have an infrastructure team, a network team, a database team, you have some developers. And what we used to do is if we get some tasks and it's not for us uh, directly, we throw it over the wall to another team. And we say something like, yeah, you fix it. I don't care. And that's not um, what DevOps is. DevOps is more like you form one team to get to the goal. And you're more open, like, what can I do to, to help you with that problem? You understand? Uh, maybe if you could give uh, more of an, uh, an example, it would make more sense to me. Um, Let's say, for example, you um, 
manage uh, some infrastructure, some servers, um, and you have a network problem, what you used to do was throw it over the wall to the network team and say, fix it for me. Now you collaborate with some guy who is a specialist in networking, for example, and um, you say like, yeah, I have this problem. How can we solve this together to make it um, to make it fixed for the future? Uh, maybe let's say we put some automation on it that we don't get it the next time. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So again, I see you talking about collaboration, and and uh, yeah. I, I hear you talking about collaboration and teams. Um, so going into this interview, I thought we were going to talk about automation, but no, we're talking mm -hmm. about uh, teams and collaboration. In a way, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because DevOps, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it comes from uh, developers and operations working together instead of having developers and the, the operations people, like the people who run the infrastructure, having them as separate teams, right? It's like everybody does everything. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah, that? sort of. Yeah, sort of. Um, but yeah, it's also about automation, as you said, um, because uh, automation um, gets you faster uh, to to generate some business value. So instead of doing manual things over and over again, we automate it. So we have to do it one more time. That's it. Okay. Now, Kenny, don't get me wrong, but uh, you, you're probably going to hate me for this question. Okay. But what is it you actually do? <laughs> like on a day to day basis? <laughs> what, what do you really do? Okay. Um, yeah. I have some different roles. Um, I'm, I'm a cloud engineer, I'm a network engineer, I automate stuff. Um, I'm doing uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment. Um, yeah, we touch on on on, on programming. Um, we write tests for our infrastructure. Um, we try to make it as reliable as possible. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's difficult um, to say. Like I only do this and I have this job title. It's more like a generalist mm -hmm. who, who does everything. So when you look at the um, um, the chain or the, um, you know, I hope people don't shoot me for this waterfall process I'm going to describe now. So if software development is, is, a, is a flow in one direction, um, mm -hmm. you've got uh, the people coming up with the requirements, then the analysis then uh you know maybe uh some design that goes in there then you got the development then you got the testing then you got the deployment uh which parts of that chain uh are related to your job uh i think almost every part um we also create designs, we, we work in sprints, um, we develop our designs, our infrastructure, 
Um, we use the same principles as a developer. We also do write some tests. Um, we test it against different environments. Uh, we do some validation. Yeah, it's it's the same process. In fact. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. The, uh -huh. the, the 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 difference between an application developer and an infrastructure developer is just that this, we we're developing infrastructure, and the app developers are creating the apps, but the concepts are are the same. Okay. A few years ago, um, I was looking at the uh, Stack Overflow developer survey. And uh, mm -hmm. what struck me uh, was that, you know, the Stack Overflow is a very popular website with uh, um, tech people because, um, they, you know, it's like a forum where you can ask questions and, and people answer things and they vote things to the top or uh, they punish things by, by voting them down. Um, and they, they have a survey every year where people from all categories in IT uh, respond, like which languages do you use, which sector do you work in, or... How do you feel about your work? Which language do you want to use? Which language do you hate to use? And one of the things they also ask is like, you know, how, how's your salary? And DevOps came out uh, like a rising star and uh, a few years ago, and it's one of the, the, the best paid positions in the industry, despite uh, I would say being uh, one of the youngest uh, recognized categories. Um, why did uh, DevOps apparently come out of the blue and become so uh, popular? Which problems are are you solving that companies now are uh, uh, fighting for, for these DevOps engineers? Well, um, in history, what we did is, let's say, for example, I want a new application on a new server. First thing you did was I create a ticket to get the server team create my server. Um, it could take a week to get your server. Second thing was I create another ticket to, to get the required fire firewall ports open to get to my application. Then the ticket goes to the network team. It's again another week it takes to get my network ports open. Third uh, ticket, I need to get my app on the server. Again, another week. That's three weeks that we have our server, but we don't have anything running on it in production. So what we're trying to solve is uh, to get uh, faster, or to get the application running faster. And we can do that through automation. And um, that example of three weeks can be done now in one hour or half an hour. So we get a lot faster in, in delivering our applications. Okay. Um, I want to come back to where you said I create a ticket for somebody to set up my server. I create a ticket for somebody to um, get the, the firewall settings on my servers correct. I create a ticket uh, for somebody to deploy my application on that server. Yeah. And um, 
now that's automated. But yeah. would you say that DevOps is not as much about the automation part, but more like we shouldn't have three separate tickets and three separate teams doing this problem that's actually one big problem. And by splitting up over different teams, we we create a larger and more complex problem, ironically. And by saying this is literally one ticket, which is, you know, set up the environment and, and deploy my app. And that's what enables you to automate it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm starting to understand better when you say DevOps is is more about uh, uh, cooperation and uh, people and um, what was people processes and tools, right? And tools, yeah. Uh, okay, it it's starting to make. Uh, so you change to change the process. You're um, you're open for change. That's a very important because you you need to stop thinking in in cubicles and and be open more polite against people try to help them help them solve solve the problems um, and yeah automation is, is a big part of that right see um, when you say then you know one of the the first things that really struck me talking to you about uh, the job you're doing is um, when you said, well, DevOps is not a job title or a specific role. Um, uh, I'm, but you're still a DevOps engineer, right? Uh, yeah. to understand, to fully understand your philosophy, everybody in the company should be DevOps engineers then. Like all the engineering people yeah. should be DevOps it's, engineers. It's, it's, is that right? Did that, am I reading you correct? Um, so I'll give you, I'll give my example. So I do. No, right, I no, give. I do not, mobile. Not correct. Uh, okay, but can I like let, let me give this example? Eh? Yeah. I, I do mobile development currently. Um, um, I also uh, distribute and deploy my application to um, to my testers and my end customers. Uh, and you do this all as if it's your job, whereas in the past it would have been maybe split up. And some per, some people would be responsible with developing the application, whereas others would be responsible with delivering it to uh, reliably mm -hmm. to the customer. But more and more, we see thanks to automation and tools that 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 person can be the same person or that team can be the same team, and this brings uh, many advantages. Yeah. Um, your more of practicing DevOps. You're not really a DevOps engineer. DevOps engineer is also something that really does not exist. Um, if I need to see to my, if I if I look at my own job, I'm more of an automation engineer, a cloud engineer. Um, that's more applicable to what I do. You're practicing DevOps. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh. You're following the, the mindset of DevOps and you're not a DevOps engineer because that doesn't exist. You're a mobile engineer. Okay. As well as I am really an automation engineer or a cloud engineer. What's in the name? Okay. Uh, this is um, a lot of uh, aha moments for me on the show because I try to walk in with as many prejudices as I can have. 
Um, I try not to study the subject I'm going into because I want to come in with my ignorance so that uh, the people I talk to can actually teach me these things. And like this today was really like an aha moment for me. Okay, so I had an, like now I understand when you say uh, DevOps is not a job to a specific role. It's a it's a way of thinking, and you practice it. It could be you could be uh, a backend engineer, uh, but you'd still be practicing DevOps or not. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So an automation engineer and a cloud engineer. That's those are also interesting topics. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since. Uh, automating everything and putting everything in the cloud seems to be the uh, uh, the most uh, sought after talent now. Maybe that's why Stack Overflow survey got it wrong when they say, oh, DevOps uh, engineers are the most sought after, some of the most sought after roles. What they actually meant was, well, no, they're looking for automation engineers and cloud engineers. Yeah. And container management engineers and and yeah, you can put a lot of different roles under it. It's more like if they search for a DevOps engineer, I think it's more of an evolution of a senior developer or a senior operations guy that's one that wants to go to the next level um, and want to automate all what they're doing um, in a traditional manner. So. I think it's more of an evolution. Um, a, a slow evolution, no. Like a, a, I would say, a fast evolution in that direction. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe um, too fast these days, or no, not fast enough for you. Like automating everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a way faster than uh, it used to be. Uh, because also um, because of the cloud, the cloud changed everything, um, and the cloud is is is, is evolving massively uh, these days. So yeah, it's hard to keep up with all the new stuff that's coming out. Um, so I think we come we are coming to a point where it needs to slow down, and it will slow down because yeah. The cloud is, is now getting more mature over uh, the last couple of years. So, um, I'm sorry, I don't really yeah. understand that. What, what do you mean it needs to slow down because the cloud is getting more mature? Uh, could you elaborate on that? Yeah, in the beginning, in the beginning years of the cloud, um, they come up every year with a ton of new features for everything you can imagine. And now all these features are getting more mature. You see that on every cloud provider. If you pick, uh, for for example, infrastructure, um, yeah, it's becoming more mature than than it used to be. And I think, um, are you saying that the innovations on the cloud platforms, or you know, in the cloud, um, are becoming? Uh, less radical and fewer in frequency, like we saw, for example, with smartphones, how they um, uh, became more mature over the decade, where the, the first few years of smartphones, like every year there came out like a killer feature. And now it seems like only thing they do is improve the, the cameras. <laughs> is, it, is it something like that? Yeah, yeah, you can, 
yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, with automation, Kenny, um, you're an automation engineer. Does that technically mean you are a job destroyer? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a fair question, right? Because the, the moment you automate yeah, something, yeah. it means you don't, somebody can stop pushing that button. Do you, do you feel like you're a job destroyer yeah. or? Not really. Um, what we all have in the, in the industry is we don't have enough time to do everything. You, yeah, you can possibly talk about that. Um, but, but we as engineers in IT, we don't have time to, to, to do our job the right way as it should. Um, and to, by automating a lot of uh, stuff, a lot of processes, we get more time uh, freed up to invest in other things and to invest in, in evolution, um, in innovation. And that's something that in a traditional uh, way of working, much, it's much harder to, to innovate because you need to keep pushing the button. Understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to try and make an example. And um, um, I think you might agree with it. So imagine, if you will, before the invention of the dishwasher or the wa washing machine, okay? This is what automation does, right? You can stop washing the dishes or the clothes with your hands. You can put it in the machine. But ironically, I think these things, the existence of washing machines and dishwashers have not made life easier on people. Um, and they didn't free up any spare time. Basically, we just ended up working uh, as much, but doing even more and raising the bar. So when you say, yeah, us uh, engineers, we don't get enough time you know, to do everything. Um, do you think by automating, you're going to get enough time to do everything or there's going to be more you don't get time to do, if that uh, makes sense? Yeah, it's actually... Uh, the ladder <laughs> you 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 have yeah you, there are there are so many things to do um, and 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 I think they expect us to do them um, and automation can help you a bit in in doing more but it, it's still hard to uh, would you not say, okay, I, I mean, I fully understand, like, I'm, I'm for automation. I think we should invent the washing machine and, and the dishwasher. But, you know, you just so lightly said, we can't do everything we're being expected to do because they expect too much. For it. That's how I understood it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah. are we not trying to mechanically solve a, uh, a psychological problem in that software engineers or people who work in IT are uh, really expected to do too many things. Uh, for example, if you look at um, those mails you get from recruiters where they say, 
you know, we're looking for this person who's going to develop our Android application, develop our iOS application, is going to write uh, uh, a backend for frontend in Node.js. And uh, he knows about UX design because he's going to, uh, it's like, how, how many people do you actually want? Like you're, you're looking for a team, <laughs> right? You're, you're pretending you're hiring um, an individual, but the, the job description is literally a team, right? And yeah. this is not exceptional. I think there is so many of these um, uh, wrong expectations which lead to uh, that sense of like, there's so much for me to do and I, I just can't can get there. Um, so how would automation solve those, uh, the, the problem of that mindset? I, I think what, what we're going to see is actually, they're going to say, we're looking for somebody who's going to write an iOS app, write an Android app, um, do the UX design, write uh, the backend in Node.js, and <laughs> automate everything. They're just gonna put it there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's impossible. And automation is not going to solve that. Uh, it's also in, in job titles for DevOps. Uh, you see, uh, you need to know uh, Azure. You need to know AWS. Um, you need to, you need to know Chef or Puppet or Ansible. Um, and preferably, you need to know Kubernetes and Docker also. And that's like, yeah, who knows that? It, so, yeah, but uh, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, the question is more like, are you guys trying to, like the companies hiring, are they trying to, to save on costs by rolling all of these, this knowledge and responsibilities into one role? And the person that ends up paying for it between air quotes is, is the person taking on that role and like, whoa, I have, like so many roles and responsibilities and so many domains to, to be knowledgeable about that it's just too much to to do it in a meaningful way, no matter how much I automate it. I'm not specifically talking about automation engineers in, in uh, uh, specifically. Yeah? It's more in speaking in general when I look at these uh, requirements in these job openings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's too much. You, you can do... Um... You can't do uh, everything, um, but they expect it, as you see on, on all those uh, vacancies. Um, they, everyone expects to know everything. I'm glad it's like that for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting away. You're not getting away with it. Um, so there is something that I keep hearing about more and more often, Kenny, uh, when it comes to um, DevOps, but I'm not going to call it DevOps. I'm going to call it maybe system engineering. I don't know. But uh, so infrastructure as code. Can you tell me what that actually is and why are people so um, so hyped up about it these days? Yeah, that's... Uh an interesting topic. It's all about, uh, yeah, like I said uh, previously, we are developing infrastructure and we're developing it with code. Um, we also write tests for it. We do the same practices as app developers. Um, but the, the hard thing for me in, in infra as code is you, you have to know um, different languages uh, because wait, wait, devils, wait, 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 yeah. 
pretend or you know you don't need to pretend uh, I don't know anything about what you're just talking about what is infrastructure as code at its uh, you know at its base you deploy infrastructure with code or from code so you have also a lot of uh, Functions in if infrastructure, and, yeah. infrastructure is like a server rack and uh, yeah. an internet line. How do you deploy this from code? Are you like, is it like a, in the cloud that you just say, like you specify uh, in your configuration file, you say, I need this much RAM, I need this type of connection, I need these databases or this memory type, this storage type. Is that what you mean when you say infrastructure as code? Yeah. So infrastructure as code is yes. basically part of um, uh, cloud engineering. Uh, it could be. It could also be uh, done on-premise. Let's say, for example, if you have a, a VMware cluster or something, uh, you can also automate that as well because all those all those tools in the cloud and, and VMware and Hyper-V and other stuff, uh, they, all, they all have APIs, so we can interact with them and um, automate all the operations that can be done on those types of systems. Okay, so if you have uh, uh, an on-premise cluster, uh, you could also say, okay, here is a configuration file and it describes basically a type of machine or a set of machines that forms an infrastructure and that will be virtually created with the resources available. Yeah, indeed. Okay, sounds a very smart thing to do. So, okay, and people love this because because it's uh, you can deliver very fast, and it's more reliable because it's all in code. If you need to click through all those wizards, you can make mistakes, and the code um, will never make a mistake. In um, yeah, it's like for example, uh, your application. If you push a button, it will always do the same thing because the code never changes. Uh, if you don't have bugs, of course, but um, you will expect the same thing happening over and over again. And that's with infrastructure, it's the same. Can you help yes, me understand what you mean with, with the wizard? Like, which is this the wizard of a of a cloud platform? Like, uh, uh, like on Azure, you know, you're creating resources. Like, yeah. so basically you're saying infrastructure as code takes away all the clicking work and I just describe yeah. something maybe in a YAML file and that gets executed. Yeah, correct. So if you, you can always create, uh, let's say for example, a VM on Azure uh, through the portal, but if you type in something wrong, it will be created in the wrong manner. And with uh, Infra's code, it's all in code. So if you deploy one server with Infra's code and it's uh, correctly set up, the following 10 servers will have the same configuration. So it's more reliable than clicking through the portal. Okay. Yeah, and um, another advantage I would see is you could put this uh, in Git or, you know, um, uh, yeah. version control and uh, yeah and you can run some unit tests against it you can run some integration tests against it so if you make a change in your code you push it uh, to git it will automatically trigger a build and test um, what you changed 
Oh, okay. So yeah. that's what I mean between uh, with with the same principles as an uh, app developer. You do the same thing. Okay, this is, this is like uh, this is crazy stuff. Like, especially, it's crazy because today it seems so obvious. You know, mm-hmm. you explain this to me, and I'm just nodding my head, saying, "Yeah, yeah, of course, of course." But <laughs> talk, like, did this exist like ten years ago? Maybe it no. did. I don't know, but maybe it wasn't as prolific as now. This is this is why I think you see interesting um, uh, concepts and and technologies just silently transforming the landscape um, that from when you compare from one day to the other like what when did this happen and now it seems to be the most obvious way to do things mm-hmm. yeah it is it's uh, but it's 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 also hard i think that's why there are a lot of uh, devops positions open um because Wait, what do you mean? Yes, infrastructure like, guys. You mean like a, an automation engineer or an infrastructure engineer? Yeah, like, yeah, of is course. that what you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of positions open because yeah, you have the evolution of the cloud. It it gets everything in a roller coaster, and and it's it's uh, it's hard because it's not enough to just know a language to automate in. Well, let's say, for example, Python. If you know Python, you can automate. No, that's not true. Um, you have to know how the systems work that you automate. You understand? Yeah, it's like it's not because you know Objective-C or Swift that you can automatically create an, uh, an iOS application because there is like um, SDKs and APIs that you actually need to know. There's experience for that platform. Yeah. There's a difference between... Uh, the, the language that you learn and the culture of that language, if I can say yeah. that way, to make it useful for you in that context. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's uh, let's say, for example, um, the VMware uh, example. In VMware, you have, uh, you had to set up some networks. If you don't know how networking works, yeah, you can't automate it because you don't know what to do with it. So it's important that you know the concepts or the underlying concepts of infrastructure, of networking, of security. So it's it's really a senior role to do. Um, did you, yeah, your seniority that you're describing now, mm-hmm. like how did you obtain it? Because I know for a fact uh, you're an uh, an electrical engine. An electrical engineer by training, right? Am I right? Yeah, car, car electric, electronics. Like automotive electronics engineer. That that's where you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now you're in this very um, technical niche where you need to master a lot of things. So how do you how do you get there without? Because there is, as far as I know, um, uh, you and I were sort of the same age. Um, Back when we were in school, there was no, you couldn't train to become a, a DevOps slash automation engineer. So how did you mm-hmm. pave the way for yourself? Yeah, it's, it's an evolution. Um, I started with, um, with, with, yeah, learning, learning, learning <laughs> about IT. Um, and then I started as a support engineer at a local company. Um, 
where you help solving people's problems uh, through tickets and, and, and fix simple computer problems, then you, for what I did was um, I learned a lot and get some certifications uh, from Microsoft. Um, so I can uh, evolve from a support engineer to a systems engineer. When I was a systems engineer, I did everything like they used to be in the old days, clicking through some wizards, um, setting up some infrastructure. And then I had something like, yeah, why am I doing this over and over again? It's boring. Mm -hmm. um, so I started learning some languages and some automation tools, and then I get into automating some stuff for companies as a consultant, not really doing uh, devil's practices or, or, or stuff. I was just automating uh, simple parts of infrastructure. And then you evolve into a more yeah, cloud engineer, automation engineer. And, and yeah, there's a lot of learning involved to get there. While you were doing it's all this learning, hard. like you, you're going from, uh, you know, from different stages, like you're almost evolving like a Pokemon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was very impressive, by the way. You know, like automotive engineering to, you know, currently you do uh, DevOps engineering or, you know, automation and uh, uh, infrastructure engineering. Um, at any point, at what point did you understand that there was a concept called DevOps? And you realize, well, I'm moving in this direction that's called DevOps? Or did you find out about DevOps as a concept? It's like, oh, I should move in that direction. Or is, is this, or does the question not make sense at all? No, um, it makes sense. Um, I was doing automation. Um, yeah, I was starting with, open, with automation around seven years ago when DevOps was, wasn't really a topic uh, back then. Um, and then you start hearing about, oh, DevOps, DevOps, what is DevOps? Uh, you start reading, learning about it, and then it was almost like, yeah, um, most of the things that DevOps preaches, I was already doing. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it, it was not like, hey, I want to do DevOps, no. It was just an evolution um, that I was, yeah. Uh, automatically doing without knowing that I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I can imagine for um, a set of people who were doing systems engineering back in those days, they felt the same way and probably that's how, how the movement maybe gained momentum, right? It's when you, for example, um, talk about things like software craftsmanship and clean code, which is like a big thing in software engineering. When you talk about some of these principles, you hear a lot of people saying, oh yeah, you know, makes sense. I was already doing that. Um, so um, that's what I'm comparing to right now in my mind. Yeah, indeed. So um, in a way, um, you know, I'm starting to understand DevOps more like, like a set of best practices and principles. Yeah. And the principle that you underlined was one of the first thing you said is actually delivering value to the customer, 
which is, uh, you know, a very core value, like a very core principle is, uh, is there. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, um, I'm, uh, gonna have to, uh, end our, uh, uh talk here, Kenny. Mm -hmm. um but it was very enlightening for me to have you on the show and uh i think many of our listeners uh might also have picked up things um and let's say they want to get in touch with you because they have more questions can they uh where can they find you um i'm on twitter um that's that's maybe the best uh and what's your what's your twitter handle uh at kenny vh at kenny vh so i'll yeah. get it to you yeah i'll uh pass it on to you and uh, uh i'll put it in the show notes um okay um my uh super duper co-host uh med um He's listening, but he's not saying anything today. So I'll say it in his in his place. Like you can reach Med at madmed.com, M-A-D-M-E-D.com. And uh, me, you can find me at Baikal, B-A-Y-K-L dot B-E. The show can be reached also on Twitter at LazyPeoplePC, which stands for podcast. Uh, and uh, I'll catch you later. Kenny, thanks a lot again. Yeah, thank you. Bye.